0: Far out in the uncharted backwaters of the unfashionable end of the western spiral arm of the galaxy lies a small, unregarded yellow sun. Orbiting this at a distance of roughly 92 million miles is an utterly insignificant little blue-green planet whose ape-descended life forms are so amazingly primitive that two of them think doing a podcast called Digital Watches are a pretty neat idea is a pretty neat idea. They are Jeff and Brian. Hi there, this is Jeff, I'm with my friend Brian, and this is our New Year bonus episode! Hey Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you? Well, I'm feeling con-fused. confused. Confused. Confused? Yes, because I just got (laughs) back from the Confusion Convention up in the Detroit area. Oh, man. And so I want to spend this podcast talking all about my and our convention experiences. All right. Sounds great. My experience with non-sport conventions or Comic-Cons goes back to the mid to late 1990s. Uh, Back then, the main convention I was aware of was run by a company called Creation Entertainment. Yes. The reason I knew of them is because they hosted the Xena and Star Trek conventions, and sometimes they were combined on the same weekend. Correct.
1: Way back then, we used to attend together.
0: Yes. So my job had me working most weekends, but I had a lot of Sundays off. So I was able to attend one day of the event. Back then, one daily admission got you in the door... And then there were no additional fees for autographs or selfies. Oh, the good old days. Oh, the good old days. (laughs) Standalone photo ops were really not a thing. Nope. Guests would sign as long as they could. And there were different tier levels that decided where in the line you started for autographs. So if you wanted to be sure you got an autograph, you bought the silver level or the gold level, which started you in front. So when their hand got tired and they just said, sorry, folks, I got to go you would have got your autograph.
1: (laughs) Exactly. They gave you a seat in the front of the auditorium, and then they let you out into the line where you would line up to uh, queue up, as they say, for an autograph. And you spent hours, and that's why you always went with a friend, because someone could stay in line while you had to do your thing.
0: Your thing, yes. (laughs) All right. So we've been to this brand of convention (laughs) in Chicago, Philadelphia. Uh, We've even flown to Las Vegas for them. They were always endless fun.
1: Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. We had a great time. I mean, I can tell you my favorite little story if you've got a moment. Of course. Okay. So you and I, we are attending the convention, the Star Trek convention in Chicago. And we are there early uh, just because of the way things worked out. And you and I are standing in the hallway chatting about pretty much nothing And uh, we just we just left the vendor area and they were setting up or something like that. And I think I was either walking backwards or or turned around to look at you. And just about then, Jerry Ryan ran into me in the hallway.
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I totally forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's right remember and she had her hair hennaed, so you couldn't tell it was well you weren't supposed to be able to tell it was her but good grief who could miss Je- uh, jerry ryan under any circumstance yeah no but kidding that was a that was probably one of my highlights uh of convention conventionism being <laughs> running into jerry ryan. now i'm making up words <laughs> literally <Yeah.
0: laughs> for a while there was an independent company whose whose name I cannot remember for the life of me and I don't even know how I can figure it out but they were doing Star Trek conventions they were very similar right and they had the same caliber guests as creation but it was a lot more close up and personal and there was a better fan experience and I know we've gone to a couple of those and I think one of them was in Indianapolis mhm yeah so
1: I believe so yeah
0: and then for me multiple things started happening all at once First, the format changed and the celebrities started charging additional fees for their autographs and photos. I started working more Sundays. I would look ahead to see what conventions might be coming and lo and behold, that would be a Sunday I worked. So I kind of gave up on them and I quit going to them for about 15 or more years. I would periodically check to see what was coming to town and if there was one I was interested in, There would be some reason I couldn't go. It would fall on the same day I was working or another event. The stars never aligned. There's a small science fiction fantasy literature convention in the Detroit area called Confusion. My sister Julie, her brother-in-law, is one of the people responsible for running it. Back in January of 2018, I looked at my work schedule, and not only did I have Sunday off, I had a whole block of time around that weekend off, and I looked at the guest list, and Jim Butcher, the author of Dresden Files, Codex Alera, Cinder Spires, was one of the guests. I contacted my sister, who's in the Detroit area, and basically told her I was visiting. (laughs) She was excited and happy to attend with me. Mm -hmm. I had never been to a small convention of this type before. I had no idea what to expect And it was the greatest convention experience I ever had. It was not just meeting Jim Butcher and having him sign one of his graphic novels at no additional fee. It was meeting other authors and hearing about and buying their books. I remember you told me a lot about that convention at the time. Yeah.
1: You were very eager to attend again and and enjoy this.
0: And then, lo and behold, things would start happening. (laughs) Uh, Then COVID, right? (laughs) Yeah. At that convention, the attendees were amazing. They have something called the Con Suite, where they put out sandwiches, snacks, soft drinks, coffee, all at no additional fee. It was the first time I had ever experienced after-convention room parties. I attended the panels. I had never been to anything other than a celebrity panel at any of my previous conventions. If they had them, I didn't know they existed. And I was hooked on conventions again. About six months later, I was able to give my job the finger, and my schedule opened way up. <laughs> Funny how that happened. <laughs> yeah. I decided to make up for lost time. Mm-hmm. Before the pandemic shut everything down, so in about a year and a half time span, I went to two G-Fest which are giant monster slash Godzilla conventions. I went to a Chicago TARDIS, which is a Doctor Who convention, an X-Fest, which is an X-Files convention. I went to four different wizard worlds, two here in Chicago, one in Madison, Wisconsin, and one out in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I went to one flashback weekend horror convention, and I made it to the big C2E2 Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. So counting confusion that started it all it was 11 conventions in two years so needless to say i was a bit burnt out on them but now i'm glad i did it <laughs> because the convention scene has been shut down for almost two years so including the last confusion i just attended a week ago that makes 12 conventions in four years that sounds a lot more sane
1: <laughs> well when you put it that way
0: <laughs> yeah yeah So we did attend a couple of these conventions together.
1: Yes, that's right. You and I were able to attend the uh, X-Files, the second X-Files. I I believe that was the second one that you attended, right? No, I standing
0: in line at a Wizard World to get an autograph from Gillian Anderson, somebody had asked if I had been to the X-Files convention. That was a little bit earlier. Oh. And I hadn't even it didn't know it existed. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. And they said, "Well, they're going to
1: have one next year." Right. So when that rolled around, and again, that was back in um 19, right? 2019, in June yeah. of 2019, we we kind of did a swap. We, I came out to your area, the Chicago area, and we attended a yes. couple of events together, including the X-Files convention, and then you came out to Philly with me, and we attended the Wizard World uh, convention here in Philadelphia. It was kind of funny in, in one way anyway. Somehow we got our wires crossed, and I ended up with a VIP ticket, which uh, really was enjoyable because it added a, a sense of, uh, oh, fun, by creating a kind of a – oh, I can't even think of the right term. But it, it had to go around and find all these different individuals to receive extra signatures and, and autographs. They we'll it like a treasure hunt. Kind of right, right, exactly. It was like a treasure hunt. And that was the first time you and I, we did a, a small – um Oh, gosh, my brain is not working today. <laughs> Lock-in room. Oh, escape room. Uh, right, exactly. So we did a small escape room together while we attended that convention, and that got me started with the idea of attending these escape, escape rooms because they're a lot of fun.
0: Yes, they are. And coincidentally, it's always nice when everything all kind of meshes together. When you came to town for the X-Files convention, I told you that there was going to be a book signing at a local bookstore by an author that I met at the Confusion that I went to that I talked about the first one. Uh, her name was Tracy Townsend, and she wrote a book called The Nine, and she had her new book, The Fall, that was going to be released like on that day. Uh, so we signed up to sit and listen to her read an excerpt. Yes, and that was
1: really enjoyable. I went online and I bought her her first book, and then uh, I also went online and signed up to get a copy of her new book signed by her at that uh,
0: event. And it's been a little while, uh, Tracy. We're still waiting for that third book to come out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's probably still looking for the script in her portmanteau.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) As the (laughs) pandemic restrictions were loosening, uh, Mm -hmm. we decided to try to go to a few conventions. And to promote our podcast, we even came up with a cosplay theme that is quite ridiculous, so therefore, very noticeable.
1: (laughs) Oh, I can't wait till
0: we actually get to do it. (laughs) So, however, I started recognizing a familiar theme. You came into town to visit just for fun. Right. And, coincidentally, there was a small science fiction fantasy literature convention in Chicago called WindyCon, happening that weekend mm-hmm. we thought perfect then one of our vehicles was in the shop for longer than expected and we were without a vehicle so we couldn't go because we were stuck at home with no way to leave
1: <laughs> well we had a great time certainly and we did a lot of work with our podcast which i tremendously enjoyed but
0: you are right Absolutely. it started a trend but sorry WindyCon, con i've never been to your convention. And I really did try. (laughs) Then there was a possibility that you would come in again for C2E2, but work got in the way and that never happened. Right, exactly. Then we wanted to go to this year's Confusion in Detroit, but again, Mm -hmm. work stuff got in the way.
1: Yeah, that's what happens when you get new clients in Texas. You have to end up spending a lot of time in Texas.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, my sister agreed to attend Confusion with me, so I drove to Detroit. And I want to stress that none of what I'm talking about is going to be the fault of the convention Confusion. They are, in fact, a victim of circumstances, as are we all. My sister and I went on Friday night to register, pay, get our badges, and check things out. Everything was quiet. The first thing my sister noticed was our ability to actually park in the parking lot. But Friday is mostly about gaming, and that was on a different floor. So having it be a little slow on the main level was like, oh, maybe Saturday's the main day. Things could turn around. Okay. They did not. All right. The convention itself was nice. The convention was nice. They had interesting guests of honor. They had interesting panels, though there were fewer panels. There was a modified, meaning everything had to be wrapped and packaged, version of the con suite. So to me, that was surprising. That was the one thing I thought if they're trying to shave things off their budget, they'd have got rid of the con suite where they were giving away free food and drinks. But they didn't. They still felt they mm. should provide snacks and drinks for the attendees. So I applaud them for that. Do you know what year this is for that convention? Oh, my goodness. It's forever. I mean, it's okay. like 40 years. I mean, it's wow. a it's been a convention, a small convention for many, many years. Wow. Problem that I saw was attendance. I expected attendance to drop off because of the pandemic, maybe to like 50%. Right. I don't have any official numbers, but to me it looked like attendance dropped by 90%. Hmm. I want to talk about the cosplay aspect that we wanted to use to promote the podcast. <laughs> First, I had this conversation with my sister during the weekend.
1: Oh, you so so you talked to her about that, huh? <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. And one of the things that I said was, <laughs> I generally project a vibe of stay away from me. So now I'm going to dress up like a Gulka Frenchman captain in a bathrobe, wearing a silly yep. hat and carrying a rubber duck in order to attract attention to myself.
1: And I thought you were going to wait till I, you know, that I could absorb all that <laughs> negative energy. <laughs>
0: So, I bought Julie a telephone sanitizer second-class T-shirt from my collection. And she okay. wore a red bandana on her head, latex gloves, and she carried around a plastic container of pop-up sanitizing wipes. Oh, wonderful. We cleaned, no phones. <laughs> my hope was that I would feel less ridiculous walking around in a sea of other people wearing costumes. I hoped walking through a crowd of people would get some of them interested enough to ask what the heck I was. Uh, Then I could explain (laughs) who I was and how I was currently being talked about on the current latest episode of this podcast. Correct. There were long, long stretches of hallways I walked down that were empty. I'm all by myself walking through a hallway at this convention. It It was odd. Usually people are shoulder to shoulder and you've got to squeeze by because they're stopped at this table to see something and they're stopped at the table across the aisle from it and you're pushing through. There was one person that had apparently wondered what the heck I was and came up and was walking (laughs) behind us. Okay. He read the back of Julie's shirt Mm -hmm. that has the big Golga Frencham logo that I designed with telephone sanitizer second class. And telephone sanitizer second class only comes from one place in the world. And that's the right. restaurant at the u- end of the universe. So <laughs> Correct. because he saw Julie's shirt, he put it together, realized who I was and said, good job. So I did get <laughs> one recognition. So mm-hmm. I am happy about that other because without that, man, it was just odd. And because it was a such car? a low, <laughs> I forgot those at home. <laughs> oh, darn it. <laughs>
1: Well, just think if it was only uh, attended by what you were thinking of as 10% of the people that were there, uh, and you had one individual out of that 10% who actually noticed you or stopped or said something to you, if they had had 50%, you would have had at least a dozen people stopping you. And if you had had 100%, you'd be around, you know, 50, 60 people would have said something to you.
0: I told Julie, percentage-wise, it was pretty good. (laughs) I think so. I'm I'm really impressed. (laughs) So again, I do want to clarify that everything that I am saying, I am in no way trying to speak bad about the Confusion Convention. In fact, it's the exact opposite. I want anybody that hears this to take note. It was a really tough year for conventions, the small ones especially. For their and the hotel's protection, contracts are signed. The conventions want to make sure people who travel in have a place to stay. The hotel does not want to hold rooms for a convention that they do not use. So a percentage of rooms is agreed upon, and any of the rooms not used by the attendees are the responsibility of the convention. So they say, we'll guarantee 80% or something of the hotel. If only 20% is used, they got 60% of the hotel rooms that they're going to be billed for. So I don't know what the numbers are. I'm not in the the numbers thing. But let me tell you, it is not good for these conventions right now. (laughs) There are probably many other conditions I am unaware of. But the room one to me is a doozy. Really, Here is my message. Do not forget about your small, local conventions. I know I am a creature of habit. And once I break my habit, it is easy for it to stay broken. If you've been going to a convention year after year after year, and now you've skipped two years, go back. The next one that's available, go back. Don't go, oh, maybe one more year, maybe one more year, because that's what I would do. I'm not saying that the large corporate conventions are not hurt by the pandemic. I just feel they're better able to weather the storm than the small conventions that are by, run by regular people trying to make a safe place for people to share their fandoms.
1: Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. I, 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 you and I are still in the middle of a process that we've been going through since uh, June of 2020. Uh, once, uh, we, I had so much fun with our swap, where I came out for a week to see you, and you came out to, for a week to see me, and we attended a convention. We committed ourselves to attending the Wizard World convention in June of 2020, and yes. that convention was canceled, rescheduled for November of 2020. Cancelled, yep. rescheduled for February of 2021. Yep. Then that whole convention process was sold, <laughs> yeah. and it's now been bought by a company called Fan Expo, and it's been rescheduled for April of 2022. But I have to tell you, I I have very little faith that anything's going to happen at this moment, because even as of today, you go onto their website, and there are no guests listed, no uh, signing opportunities for sale, no uh, selfie or picture opportunities for sale, and we are only what a couple months away from when that convention is supposed to hit the floor here in Philly. So, right, I do appreciate a hundred percent what you're saying. We've been stacked up and waiting. People do need to support whatever they have locally so that these things can come back to life the way they should.
0: Yes, so if you've never been to a convention. Now may be your time to start. Go to your favorite search site and type in sci-fi convention and the major metropolitan city nearest you. And you may be surprised how many you find.
1: And hopefully when you get there, you'll find the captain of the B-Arc wearing his (laughs) bathrobe, his rubber duck, and his number one walking around the convention and maybe you'll stop and tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) All right, so thank you for listening to another bonus episode. In one week's time, secondary phase will be talked about in our main podcast episode. So say goodbye, Brian. Okay, Jeff, I'll say goodbye. Thank you for listening to Digital Watches Are a Pretty Neat Idea. Look for us the first Thursday of every month for a new episode. A very special thanks goes out to Luke, Max, Greg, and Tim Lesnick for arranging and performing our opening theme. We would also like to thank our talented friends and family for their voice work on our introductions and commercials. Visit our website at digitalwatchesareaprettyneatidea.buzzsprout.com where you can find links to all my Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy-inspired t-shirt designs. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube as Digital Watches are a Pretty Neat Idea and on Twitter at Watches Idea. If you'd like to contact us, our email is digitalwatchespodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Fruits for Thought production.